What's up, guys? This is a Not Your Business Podcast, a podcast where we talk about anything but your business and ask questions that's no one's business. Now, it is my mission to bring you inspiring soaring talent from the heart. We all go through struggles. It doesn't matter what our background is, but we can overcome them, and I'm going to show you how. Thank you for joining me today. Now, let the show begin. All right, so right now, I got the one, the only, Michelle Greckney on today. And in this episode, we dive deep into her vulnerabilities. We dive deep into her tips and tricks on being a successful entrepreneur. We just talk, we joke around, we have fun. We remember that this social distancing doesn't have to keep us away from each other. Of course, she's on the other side of the country. I'm in Montana. She's in North Carolina. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Michelle is an awesome, amazing woman, amazing person, just full of energy and love and humor and hustle. This girl hustles hard. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And right now, her company, East Coast Tags, is giving my listeners a 10% off their order. So if you want some sweet swag, some amazing, comfortable hoodies, maybe something cool, something edgy, or just have a little bit of humor, then go to eastcoasttags.com and type in the one and only promo code. Well, not the one and only promo code. There's probably other ones, but the only one that's important is none of your business that is one word no space no dashes no nothing just none of your business so i love you guys i hope you enjoy this episode and i will talk to you as soon oh and real quick before we dive into the episode please remember go one go rate and review on itunes stitcher wherever you can I would very much appreciate it. Uh, my, I'm starting to bring stuff on YouTube, so I don't know. Go subscribe there if you can even find it. That'd be really cool. Uh, find me on Instagram at Robert Delude. Share this with a friend. Share this with a loved one. I don't know. Play it from your porch and get other people to hear it. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. So, uh, I love you. And. I'll talk to you guys soon. And right on. So, Michelle, welcome to None of Your Business Podcast. How are you? Doing well. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So, who are you? What do you do? Um, you already know my name. My last name is Greckney. It's pronounced many different ways, all incorrectly, but that is how you say it, Greckney. Um, I'm 27 years old, and I run a business called East Coast Tags. Okay. And how did you get into that? Um, it was a many step process beginning with graduating college, not really knowing how to enter the workforce. I was a biology major, but I really? athletics leaving college than I did my actual major. That worked out. Um, yeah. Various jobs from that 
kind of seeing the the managerial side of it and their lifestyle versus the bottom level lifestyle and realizing that's where I wanted to be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, by the grace of just the universe getting to work for people that have built their own business, working in their homes as their personal assistant. So really seeing the lifestyle side of it from their end, um, the hustle and the work that they put in, but the way that they got to interact with their family on a day-to-day -day basis still, and how it was really just, they were building a life for themselves, not just a job, and then their life separated. I wanted those two things to be one. So that's how I started into the business world outside of school. Okay. So you went in for biology and then like, did you graduate and you're just like, this is it. Okay. Well, that's okay. You're young, whatever. You're, we're not supposed to know what you want to do when you're 19. So. I mean, I think it could have gone a bit better to be honest. Um, what, what do you mean by that? There's this idea that I've been playing around with for a little while, that there's this middle group of academics that are getting left behind. Okay. And sense to where people are paying attention enough like no child left behind type situation but where their grades are well enough to where they don't need special attention to be brought with the rest of the group but they're not so well that the teachers are they're going to be great in whatever field that they're going into they're kind of just going along with the flow of everything by the end of the school system there's no one there to really guide them i didn't know how to enter the workforce other than online applications nobody okay. mentioned or a fellowship or really how to get to know people and interact in in a significant way okay okay so you went and got an you just went and worked at a shop that was well, like closing down or something that was a part of it yeah that's how we learned about apparel and I, I say we that's a habit that I've picked up over the last couple of years of just trying to make things sound a little bit bigger than they are a little deceiving um but that's one of the things that i picked up from one of the people that i worked for over the years when she was um, working with her husband out of her home so if i say we it's really just me behind the computer but you're right um yeah we worked i i worked in a shop literally walked in said this is something that i want to learn i run promotional products but i want to get into apparel will you teach me i will be a fantastic employee if you hire me cool that's awesome and that went on with like three or four months? It was supposed to be only three to four weeks because they were going to. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then I ended up driving an hour every day to their second location because they needed an extra hand for a little bit longer. And then eventually left when it was time. Right on. So, like, what are some uh, struggles did you go through when you first were starting out? Customer acquisition is a big one. Getting people to know who you are, what you do. I started with custom plastic cards and tags, and I'm curious, what do you think that means? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, <laughs> like, custom, like, stickers? Like, what? Exactly. So, there was a big educational piece on, this is who I am, this is what I do, this is why you should trust me with your, your money and your business and so by custom plastic cards and tags, I mean key tags. When you go to the grocery store and you have that little rewards card, when you go to the library and you have a card, when you go to an event and they give you a VIP pass, something along that line. Okay, okay. And ha so how long have you been in business for? Since August of 2017. Nice. Yeah. 
August 8th, 2017. I was bummed by the date. I know that because I literally wanted it to be like 8, 8, 18. Just line up like that. I thought that would visually look cool. That would be cool. But, yeah. but you got it in 17? Yeah. The only reason I know that is because I'm bummed by the date. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, cool. So, what did your lifestyle look like growing up? Like, how were you raised, and what did that look like? Um, I was raised by two very loving parents that are still together. They're going to celebrate their thirty-third anniversary this year. Okay. Youngest child of um, two. My sister is four years older than I am. Oh, you're a baby. Yeah. Me too. Nice. How many siblings? I got two older siblings, one brother and one sister. Nice. You got away with everything. Right? Yeah. Like, that was a little much for me, for sure. Like, I got away with too much. Oh. Oh. Yeah, like, when I, uh, you know, I grew up in, like, a Mormon household, like, I, uh, then around, like, 12, 13, I started doing drugs. Um, 19, I checked myself into treatment for heroin was sober for a while and then i relapsed and through that relapse i ended up being homeless in vegas for like five months i woke up in the icu and then when i woke up i was like man like i gotta i gotta get back to sobriety i gotta have a purpose i gotta i gotta do something like if my i know my story can benefit somebody else i need something that's it success so this is why this podcast i'm like if i'm gonna be the best entrepreneur and help people like why not learn from them so fucking interviewing a lot of the people besides entrepreneurs but like learning these life lessons and opening up and being vulnerable so like what are some personal struggles that you went through um and how did you overcome that um so one of the bigger personal struggles was growing up in an incredibly christian household um for as long as i can remember we were at church every sunday we participated in events over the summers bbs vacation bible school i was either in it or when i was old enough i was Thing to run it um but i remember having a crush on the new girl in kindergarten like i was gay from the moment i came out of the womb i am sure of it um so battling with that internally versus having this belief system that's the only thing i've ever known and it's from the people that i trust the most and realizing who i am is um going to be the detriment of me it's going to be what causes me to lose any salvation that i could have and then finding a way to tell my parents that, finding the right time. I was 12 years old, 12, 11-ish, I believe. And my poor dad, he, we were trapped in the car and I just told him. <laughs> he, he did a really great job of asking me questions. Okay. Um, parents, they, they took the liberty to want to understand. And I know that that situation could have gone very, very differently, very easily for them. I have friends that the moment that they said that to their their parents, their religious parents, they kicked them right out of the house. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, um, wow. So, what kind of question do you remember? What kind of questions your parents asked? Well, I remember sitting in the car and saying, "Dad, I like girls," and he said, "Well." Do you like them as in you like hanging around them or as you want to touch and kiss them? Or he wanted me to elaborate instead of just assuming what I meant by that, which yeah. incredible off the bat, um, something I think he's ever gotten enough credit for. So that was one of the big questions. They did 
put me in therapy for a few few weeks. Um, it was a gentleman that they had found through the church. And so I went back and forth with the church a while while battling with this. I haven't been for a long time. I still struggle with belief systems when it comes to Christianity. That's might be another subject. I'm yeah, sure. I, I feel you. Yeah. Um, so the very, very first session I remember having with this guy and he said, you can trust me. I'll never say anything to anybody. But it just so happened that the following Sunday, what was the subject that was getting preached on? Homosexuality. No. Right. So it's a little convenient timing. And as a 12 to 13 year old kid and you're learning who to trust in. Right. I just immediately shut up. Yeah. Every other that we have from then on. I'm mistaken. I was wrong. I'm just kidding. I didn't, I didn't mean it. Wow. So yeah. like, how did you cope with that? Um, I think it, at that point, it might have been a little bit of denial trying to, I did take on a boyfriend at that time. Okay. It was 14, 15 at that point. Really just, I can't not say knock it till I tried it because that relationship did not go very far at all. It did not last very long. Um, but really knowing that even holding his hand didn't really feel right. I wasn't emotionally connected to him. I was doing something out of movement and out of just really being able to say that I did. So after that, getting my first real girlfriend in high school and then learning that dynamic, again, my parents were very cautious, understanding, they wanted to learn. So they did let that progress and they've never really said, no, you can't do this or no, we won't let this person in to our home that's cool um like the few conversations that i had with my dad he's like my son will never be a fucking faggot so like that's awesome where are you from if you don't mind me asking helena montana okay danbury connecticut so possibly a different mindset from mid-central um yeah like so up until like three years ago, Helena like did not like support anything gay. Like if they did, it was once on Blue Moon. And then now like uh, instead of the Pride going on in any other city but Helena, after the 25th anniversary of Big Sky Pride, they're having all the Prides there now in like the downtown, uh, which our downtown is like a block but they have like the pride flag in the window in their businesses now. So like slowly Helena is coming around mm -hmm. um, where I'm at now in Missoula, like we call it the mini Portland. So it's way more acceptable and like caring, but like, I don't know. My mom's, she's pretty understanding, but like I've never brought like a guy over to like family dinner. So, okay um anyways that's, this is about you not me um i can just that's really cool that like i want to get to know you too so that's fine <laughs> fair enough but uh, uh that's really awesome that like your parents and like i don't know like now in helena um i see like 15 year olds come out of the closet and i'm like how did you do that like what like i wasn't totally like, i think i was 21 so oh, wow yeah lots of guilt lots of shame i was mm -hmm. i would cover it with, cover it up with booze drunk like if i was drunk like i might like go hang out with the guy and then i'd feel guilt and shame after that and like i used to get beat up in 
like middle school like because people thought i was gay and i'm like i'm not like i don't know oh. what but yeah so different experiences that's awesome that like you very have that experience, that experience. That's really cool. so in high school, so in high school you, you were, you were training for uh thing? is that right yeah, I mean, I went into high school thinking I'd be this big basketball star. I think everybody in Connecticut wants to play for UConn. Um, but the track coach saw me in the hallway one day, probably just saw some tall, lanky kid and was like, come to track practice. <laughs> and it turned out the first day he was like, you're going to pole vault. And I was like, what? This is cool. Ran home, told my mom, she says, you're going to wear a helmet, right? I said, <laughs> Yeah, it was just kind of instant love from there. It was this really cool body mechanics that somehow my mind and my body understood how to do, but I caught on that not a lot of people could. And, you know, it's a cool feeling when that does happen, but really it just felt like something I was made to do. How tall are you? About 5'8", five, 5'9", five, on a good day. I'm I here. I feel you. I'm <laughs> so height with pole vaulting, but like the gentleman that owns the outdoor world record he's french and he's teeny really yeah but he's fast and he can jump i think people forget it is a jumping sport that last step that you take at the end before you eat right don't drink go to sleep work um so it's it's a lot of discipline it keeps you away from a lot of social engagements and i wish i had participated differently i don't think that's how it had to be okay that's that's super interesting Right on. And then you had an injury, didn't you? So in both feet, I got plantar fasciitis, which you take your foot, the muscles that run underneath from your heel to your, um, the balls of your feet that allow that lift when you push off and you run, they were just done. They were worn out and they didn't want to do their function anymore. So even walking started to hurt. Really? Yeah. And on both feet at the same time, there's really nothing that you can do other than rest. Okay. Now, at 27 years later, if I don't have the right shoes, if I overdo it, um, my feet will, will ache, they'll hurt. To roll them on a frozen water bottle or a tennis ball would work. Oh, wow. It's crazy. That was a bummer. Yeah, like, yeah. You must have been we going to During that time, too. We can't confirm it because I didn't actually go to a doctor. But <laughs> <laughs> And just stayed in that for two weeks and then started going again. But then I went on a long run with my sister two years ago. That really hurt after I did go to the doctor. And they said, you've broken this foot before. I said, no, I haven't. And they said, yeah. Saw the oh, extra. wow. Shit, that's crazy. So it takes a big toll on your body, big toll on your social life, big toll on your mentality. Yeah. So <clears throat> if you could wake up and have the perfect day, just mm -hmm. no responsibilities, nothing you wake up being the paradise the mountains wherever the perfect day what would that look like it would probably have some responsibilities in it okay okay i mean i i know um i know what tomorrow is going to bring because it's sunday it's going to come with my girlfriend wanting me to sleep in not set an alarm i'm going to try to do that probably um i'm still going to wake up before her because i'm a morning person she's a night owl and I'm going to want to get on my computer and look at stuff. And I, I, I can't set things down. I need something to do to occupy my mind, my hands. So days of rest are struggle. 
it's not very often that I just want to lounge around in front of the TV. It would come with being productive. That would be an awesome day. Okay. And getting to travel. Right on. Where would you want to travel to? Some place that I've never been, but with somebody, not necessarily alone. I know some people do like to do that and they thrive with that. If I was going to travel, I would want to go with somebody, share that experience. Um, maybe be responsible for having that experience with them as in bringing them along. So yeah, for sure. want to give to somebody as an experience really. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So what is, what is something that you, something that you remember from your childhood, a memorable moment besides you coming out with your parents in the car? Um, yeah. Um, I have that conversation with my parents every now and then of a memory that I think I have and I ask them if it's true and they're like, no, that didn't happen. Um, a lot of memories that we have are self-produced from just our mind filling in gaps. Yeah. I think I have, I'm pretty sure I have this the first time my mom gave me the talk and it was right after the dentist and I remember thinking, how could this day just numb. Oh no. We're stuck in the car. And she decides then. Then it's gonna be like this is how you should be safe as a teenager. Um, um I don't know why that's the one that came to mind, but it did. You know, you did answer the question. Uh so <laughs> it, it is a memorable memorable yeah. moment for sure. Weird. Uh <clears throat> Like, so what do you do in like your free time? If you got any free time and you're a hardworking woman, like, what do you do? What does Michael, I'm sorry, what does Michelle like to do? My bad. Not the first time someone's called me that. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Growing up when someone wanted to tease me, I thought we were friends. Um, My bad. Work out a lot. I like gym environments. Yeah, for sure. Room. That always feels like a home, being in a weight room. So now with everything that's going on with being isolated, it's a lot of home workouts and just finding odd objects to work out with. I was lifting a bag of paper towels over my head doing squats yesterday. It was funny for Janita to walk into the room. She sees me doing it and just goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. I like that. I like to draw. I play the piano. Picked up that more since we got to North Carolina. Really? Yeah. I wanted to learn the guitar when I was little. I remember hearing this one song. It was a Christian song, of course. Um, we were able to listen to, and I heard it, wanted to learn to play the guitar. My mom grew up playing the piano, so she said, you're going to learn this first, and then if you want to figure that one out, you can, but I want you to learn this, be able to read music, have that experience. So, I picked that back up as far as the fundamentals go, and then just kind of learning improv. Always start with uh, scales. Okay. Really get into playing with other people from there. Cool. I took piano lessons when I was a kid, but do I remember anything? No. Not not a one thing. No, I no. We, we had a piano growing up in my house, and like I never. Well, I not never. I would try and play it. I'm like I don't remember anything. So um whatever but that's that's super cool so why how did you end up in north carolina what so we were living in new jersey okay 
Syracuse, New York after Javita graduated from PA school there. She went to Lemoyne and we decided we didn't want to stay in Syracuse. Why keep paying rent where we don't want to be? And she'll take the board soon, as soon as everything reopens. Um, but while we were waiting for that to, or to do that, we moved to New Jersey, stayed with her mom and stepped out there. But it was, it's a very, very tiny house. Um, they bought it for just the two of them. It does have another spare room, but it is a very small house. So after a while, we all started to feel like we were on top of each other. My parents live in North Carolina. We decided um, we were gonna go stay with them. Okay. Uh, just get into a different environment. She was gonna have more quiet time in another space to study and really focus in. And then unfortunately the country shut down. So we're just here until that opens up and then she can take her boards and we'll move on from there. I can pick this up and take it wherever. So I'm not at her mercy and I'm not following her. I love being with her, but I'll go wherever she goes. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Okay. I uh, keep calm and or quarantine and chill. Like what, how long have you been doing those for? Yeah. (laughs) Um, That we picked up what, like, Oh, I can actually tell you when we got our first order for that. I have it on the calendar over here. Um, that was on the 20th that we got our first order. So I think it was maybe two days or that I put everything up on the website. And that was just, I think I sat down with like three or four beers and just on my computer designing for like five hours straight, getting everything loaded up onto the website. And then just, I make small adjustments every day from there. But that was um, whenever I decide I'm going to create a line of clothing or a line of a design, then it's really just hood up, head down. Nobody talked to me for like six hours. So So that was, that was a quick response to everything that's been going on and trying to pivot and what we're able to do. Okay. I love it. When you come out with a new line, like what's your mindset going through? This has been, um, we started off with athletics, because that's obviously my background. So a lot of track and field stuff. We put together a couple track and field lines because we were doing events at my old college. Oh, cool. If somebody wasn't able to purchase something that day, they could go online. Maybe they would see the other track and field related stuff and that would make them there. Um, So this has been the second line that we've put together. We have a third one in the works that I need to look at the contest details for for lgbtq for the pride month that's coming up we have a pride design contest going on really yeah that's awesome the mindset there is really just what extra value can we bring to the market that we're working well with it was athletics now it's a lot of the people that i engage with on social media is instagram tiktok and it happens to be a lot of um, lgbtq related people hell yeah that's awesome that's cool. I just got to say, I love your haircut. That's fucking awesome. I appreciate that a lot. I never really saw this for myself, but really the moment that it happened and I looked in the mirror and I looked up at the girl that did it and I just said, thank you. Like, this feels incredible. So, okay. Let's like, if you didn't think that look was for you, then why did you do it? Uh, I liked having long hair and for a really weird, um, Bane perspective. I liked the way that men would interact with me when I had long hair. Um, it's odd for me to to come with, but it, it's really true. I liked um, I like interacting with gentlemen in that sense, but not in a romantic way. I don't want a, um, a romantic relationship, but I like that attention. And I know that's being to say, but it, it's the truth. So 
I think I get what you mean. Yeah, um, I think at some level we all like attention in that way. And I've recently become comfortable with saying it. I, I know it is um, very egotistical to go there, but it's honest. So yeah. one, it was incredibly long and I've had this experience several times where if I don't brush it, take care of it, I get a little lazy, you get in the shower and you got this long knot that is just incredible. It's, have you ever had long hair? No. Okay. My dad had really long hair, like down to his butt when he was in college. So I don't know if that's a phase a lot of guys go through, but um, yeah, it's, and it's so defeating in that moment because it, there's nothing you can do. You can sit there and work with it. Maybe a lot of conditioner, maybe you have a buddy that'll come in and help, but um, it really is just so helpless in that moment. And the only thing that you think of is I'm going to cut it off. I'm going to cut it off. I'm going to cut it off. So I had that moment for the last time I decided I walked out of the shower and said, you got to help me. And she cut it to about shoulder length. And then after that, we just started playing around with the idea again for the second time. Oh, really? When we were in California, the style didn't, it didn't fit. I didn't feel comfortable in it. And I cried for a long time. So we grew it back out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've how you tried. How it's going to be. What's that? Decide on your haircut. Uh, well, my barber kind of just decided it for me. <laughs> well, no, like he literally, I'm pretty sure he just thought I was somebody else. <laughs> I went in and he's like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like I, the usual, I'm like, yeah, sure. And about 10 minutes in, I'm like, oh my gosh, he, this is how I never have gotten my hair this way. But I'm like, yeah, I like it. I just decided to roll with it. I'm like, you know, if I don't like it at the end, I can just tell him to buzz it off. But okay. yeah, I didn't have the heart to tell him, dude, I'm not so-and-so, but. It's mm. awkward. Yeah. Yeah. And he was doing such a good job. I'm like, okay, well, we'll see. Uh, I've wanted to have long hair, but it like will get to like, my ears and then it's just awkward and then I like panic and I go to great clips and then that's a terrible idea <laughs> so okay yeah I, uh, it's time for a haircut but no place is open right now and that's well what we had to do was FaceTime um, a barber in and Javita we got clippers down from Walmart and this is the first time she's ever used them she just FaceTimed and walked her through how to do it and she did a really good job. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Cool. That's awesome. Try to get in a week. Right? Fair enough. Huh. I like it. Uh, so, what is three tips that you could give somebody starting their own business? Um, learn your state's laws, for one. From like ground up, no experience. Is that what we're talking? Any any three tips you want to give? I would want somebody to connect with a lawyer, connect with an accountant. Oftentimes they will answer your questions, at least your baseline questions for free. Um, learn the tax laws. You don't ever want to be in trouble with the IRS and you want to have a good relationship with a lawyer. So I would try and connect with professionals through a lot of places will have a um, a small business association 
mostly like a community college. They'll have a lot of tips and help center for free in their business department. I would connect with people there. I would want you to learn your town, your states, your county's laws. You don't get in trouble in any sense there. Um, I would want you to know your model. I don't think you need a business plan. I think there's two positions that people go on that either you absolutely don't need it, you need to just get started and go and figure it out what works and what doesn't, fail quick, fail cheap, or you need to have everything written down in paper before you get started. That's either one could work for somebody. I knew a model from a person that I had watched, one of the business owners, and we just went and everything that I've done has been kind of pass fail. Whatever works, we're going to keep. Whatever doesn't, we're going to let go and we're not going to get emotional about it. Um, that would be number two <laughs> is just get started. A lot of this you won't know until you actually do it. And then three would be utilize free resources like social media. And that is how you will get traction from the start without any money into it. There are way, three ways to go about getting your business off the ground. Ultimately, you will have to put money into it, especially if it is a commodity that you're selling and not necessarily a service. Um, I would utilize social media incredibly. I would post every single day. I would add content about your life. I would create a business page and a personal page on every single platform that you could and I'd use them appropriately, but volume. Reach as many people as you can and then again, analyze what works, what doesn't, let go, keep moving forward. That's awesome. Thanks. That's awesome. Do you have a boning routine? I do. Um, and it varies depending on where we're living at that time. Right now, wake up at 5.36, make a cup of coffee, try not to touch my phone, look at anything, any notifications until I've brushed my teeth, a cup of water. Then I sit with my coffee and that's when I start going through comments from the day before, respond to every single person because that's you don't know which person that you need to have a connection with or a friendship with that could take you somewhere or you could help them in some way. So respond to every single comment. You are never too, too important to not talk to somebody. Is um, not a mindset I've ever, I, know, I don't consider myself important is what I mean. I just, I see people not responding and I think they're missing an opportunity is, yeah. is how I feel about that. So I sit and I look at things that people have said the night before while I was sleeping after 5 p.m. when I'm with my family and then start looking at trends that I could use to business advantage things on TikTok that are applicable. Not every trend matters to you and not everything is appropriate to yeah. that you're trying to put out okay. or standards that you have. So there's not everything that we do, but I start just taking note of what's happening. And then from there, I go into the office. I've already thought about what is more important that I need to start on. Usually the more energetic, expensive things I start first, They're not always the funnest, but I get them done. Balance my QuickBooks. I check for web orders, get them organized, put anything in my cart that I need to order, wait until it's maybe three o'clock, I think is when the order cutoff is one o'clock now. Times are changing because of um, business hours changing. 
and then just pulling with the punches from there. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. I'm exhausted thinking about it. What's your routine look like? Uh, that is a, so I like to wake up. Um, I don't like to be on my phone for the first 45 minutes that I wake up. I'm not the best at it, but I try. Mm -hmm. And then I either shower and make a cup of coffee or I make a cup of coffee and then I meditate. And then with the gym being closed, I would go to the gym, but that's, that's closed. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I read. It's either about like business or like self-help or addiction or something. I read something and I try and read for 15 minutes a day. And then okay. I got a goal board. So then I write my goals. Like, what do I, what do I want? Shit I need to do. Okay, I need to do my laundry. I need to work out. I need to do podcasting, my content, whatever. Mm. I need to. Um, and then I, I just mark off or... Really, today I haven't done shit, so that 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 board looks terrible. But um, but I'm really it's just I don't know. Really, just trying to focus on myself because I'll get so dived into social media and like other mm -hmm. platforms and like reaching out to people or Netflix binge, and I forget my morning routine. But that's that's how I like to start my day. Like I'm not. I probably am consistent five out of seven days a week. Okay. Um, you know, sometimes better, sometimes less. And then at night, I like to, you know, reflect on my day. What could I have done better? Was I a dick to anyone? Do I owe an apology to anyone? And, you know, who could I have helped? Who helped me? And I like to really reflect on that and meditate for about five, ten minutes before I put down my phone. Well, like for the night, put down my phone and then I go to bed. I don't like being on my phone until I fall asleep. I don't like falling asleep with my laptop or TV going on. Um, I like to have no technology. And again, I'm not perfect at it. Like sometimes, like last night I fell asleep watching Netflix. Like I'm no saint at doing this, but this is the morning routine that I, and nightly routine that I like. Like I have to have a routine. If not, then I have no structure. If I don't have any structure, then I'm just scrolling on instagram wasting time not doing anything and then my, my mental health will go insane and like especially that i can't go to the gym right now like i really have to double down on like you know i yeah my mental health and like my self-development and becoming the best version of myself is something that's super important to me and when i stir off that way then like i just get like I'm already pretty crazy, but I get like weird crazy, and that's not good. I know like, what you mean. Yeah, like I'm so my best friend Michael, like she puts up with my weird crazy, and I don't know how the fuck she does it. She's a saint, but <laughs> it's and then she calls me on, on bullshit. She's like, just meditate or pause. I got a pause tattoo on my wrist. No kidding. So she'll just be like, just pause, and I'm like, okay, you're right. Um. I'll get so wrapped up in like anything. Somebody looking at me the right way or the wrong way. I'll just get so wrapped up. So for me, that nightly routine and morning routine is is how I stay centered. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Um, getting your hormones balanced with the working out. 
and then the way that you perceive yourself when you're not in those thoughts that start to spiral around but the ones that you do have when you are in a good routine yeah that up as well yeah absolutely and when i'm not doing my routine like i'll go eat like fast food during those times and then it's just really just stirring the pot of being mm -hmm. super crazy when i do my routine i eat healthier again i'm no saint at eating healthy but i tend to eat healthier when i'm in the, the funk of good routines gotcha um so where can people find you they can find our website www.eastcoasttags.com we're working on adding blog information there that would be beneficial to somebody learning about the industry um, learning about me personally learning about um yeah let's go with that since i can't think of what else to say um we have a business and a personal page for almost every platform. Snapchat's the only one that I haven't really invested in. So Twitter, everything is Michelle Greckney or it is East Coast Tags. Um, same thing with TikTok, Michelle Greckney, East Coast Tags. Same thing with Instagram, same thing with Facebook. Same thing with LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a lot of fun right now. It's basically a um, business Facebook is how I'm looking at it. So a lot of people putting up their lives, but with a little bit of a business twist. So it's mostly serious, but children are starting to get added. This is my partner. This is my husband, my wife. This is what I'm doing on the weekends. That's just my two cents there. But they can find us on any social media platform, either Michelle Greckney, Michelle with two L's, Greckney, G-R-E-C-N-I. Nobody wants to spell it right. Or East Coast Tags. Oh, love it. Love it. Sorry for the rant. What? Trying to work on not rambling as much and just answering concisely. Oh, no, you're ramble all the way. Fuck it. Yeah. I love it when people ramble. It's like, tell me more. I love it when people ramble. It's like, tell me more. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so are you sitting down? You are? Did I lose your audio? Did you? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? Oh, I can hear you on my computer. That's interesting. Huh. But I lost you on Facebook. I mean, uh, Instagram over there. Oh, o over here? Over there. <laughs> uh, so what is your message to the world? Well, on the one branded shirt that we have on the website, it says grind, trust, never give up. And I put that initially because it was a cute alliteration. Um, but really, it, it encompasses everything that I've done so far. It's a lot of focus and it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of looking at a bigger picture, celebrating minor wins, but trusting that all the little work that you're doing will accumulate and then just not quitting on the days you really want to. That would awesome. be my message. That's awesome. Fucking love it. Thank you.